Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of the No Arts Allowed podcast. I am Mike Bayan, and beside me, several hours away, is Evan Williamson. And Evan, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself on today's show. By the way, just for full notice, you'll probably figure this out when this is uploaded uh, today or very yeah, early it's tomorrow. It's going to be uploaded on Thursday. Okay, when it's uploaded on Thursday, um, probably at a different time. I don't know when Evan exactly plans on uploading this, but this is being recorded on Wednesday instead of our usual Thursday because um, there was supposed to be roofers coming to put a new roof on the house. But they called about 10 minutes ago and said, nope, we're doing it Friday. Excuse me, how it works. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it did bring, like, hell here. Sounds like they were supposed to do another That's job. And couldn't. Yeah, it was. I woke up and I rolled over, grabbed my phone to shut off my alarm, and awoke to a severe thunderstorm warning. So that's nice. <coughs> Sorry. Took my throat. I mean, if it gets any worse and there's a tornado, at least I'm awake. So, anyway. Today's show. No NXT, because we're recording no NXT talk, because we're, you know, doing this on Wednesday before NXT happens. So we'll talk about SmackDown, TakeOver in Your House, Monday Night Raw, and then Backlash. Uh, wills and shoulds and copyright infringing songs. Probably not, but... And, yeah. So I think with that, we can get to the random in the rumor. Alright, you want to start with your thoughts on NXT TakeOver in your house? I we'll put do that, that in... chronal. Uh, do you want to do that now or chronologically? I put it in the random in the rumors because I just thought that was the easiest place to put it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we can do that right now. Um, yeah, I suppose. Alright, well, NXT TakeOver in your house. I was really looking forward to this. Um, I was much more disappointed than I expected to be. Then again, and Evan, you will know this. My you know, like a lot of things. Oh. My, well, no, not that. My expectations for TakeOvers are massive. Because they have been massive. Like, you know, like my expectations are huge because they've made it that way. So, I feel like this wasn't, this wasn't necessarily a bad WWE pay-per-view. If this was main roster, I probably would have been okay with it. But because it's NXT and I'm so big, like NXT takeovers are so good. And they're usually so great. This one just kind of fell a little flat for me. Um, Mia Yim, Chati Blackheart, and Tegan Knox defeated the heel team. Uh, that six-woman tag. Yeah, which I actually thought like that was good. Because Mia Yim and Kansas LeRae end up fighting each other mm-hmm. away. And I think it would have been better if they continued fighting into the Keith Lee match. But they end up stopping enough to get dressed and come back. You know? But whatever. And then um, fight a little I, more during the Keith Lee match, yeah. yeah. I forgot that the Tegan Knox dakota Kai thing wasn't resolved yet. 
Well, it's so, pretty easy to do because they may, they helped you forget about it. Well, I think it's all been tag team since then. Um, but Tiganox ended up pinning Dakota Kai, so that kind of ends that. Sort of. This was just kind of e. This I mean, like... I like. I thought it was a good match. I think Shotzi is really good, and um, everybody else is really good. Finn Balor defeats Damian Priest. I was really surprised that Priest lost, but at the same time, I understand why Balor wins because he's got to win a damn match eventually. <clears throat> um. Because Vin Balor is still great and should be in, like, really should be in the title for something. And he's just, I still don't understand why the, mm, why Devitt doesn't show up. Or I guess, well, well, no, I guess Prince Devitt and um, Demon King Vin Balor are different people because New Japan. I don't understand why uh, Demon King Vin Balor doesn't show up every pay-per-view match because every match he supposedly wants to win so bad the demon king should show up it only makes sense but no we can't no why would wwe do that um keith league defeated Johnny gargano in easily the best match of the night yeah i thought that was really good and uh keith lee had his had a had uh, Black Lives Matter uh, on his ring gear, which I thought was nice, which is awesome. Um, I, but he I, could, I was, so he could not have lost. I was so worried he was going to lose. Yeah, I was too. That was like, oh my gosh! I mean, if there was ever a reason not to, not to lose, this was it. I mean, Grant, this is this one. He can continue to wear that gear, which would be awesome. Hey, hey, hey. lose eventually, but at. Hey, at least it wasn't in front of people. Because if he had lost in front of people, there may have been a riot. There might have been a riot with the with the uh, with the uh, performance center people. Well, also. the performance center people might leave. I don't know. Um, but Keith Lee won and decided yep. fashion. Yep, twenty minutes match of the night. Clean the fall, place. right? Hmm? Clean fall, right? Yes. So now what? But continue. Are we gonna do part two? Sure. All uh, right. I don't know. The very underwhelming match of the night. Adam Cole defeated the Velveteen Dream in the uh, crappy backlot brawl. I hated this match. With the monster truck that they never used. And the referee was way too excited to give those instructions. Um, hey, it was his time to shine. I don't blame him. Um, it was his finest hour. Probably the only time he'll ever get a chance to speak in the WWE. I, I don't know. This was just... So, this was another... I would call this another cinematic match. But it was a cinematic match. Did you say it was or wasn't? It was. Okay. It was it was the worst one, um, yeah. and that's really damn saying something considering the women's half of the Money in the Bank ladder match exists. Um, it was just hard to watch. I mean, it was too dark, and there was just so many jump cuts. Yeah, there was no damn lighting. The editing was awful, which is not something you usually say about this. Um, I noticed something else, Evan. I think they hired a new editor. 
like for their digital stuff. Because all of their raw YouTube content was the choppiest thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, like as far as like jump cutty to all hell. Um, but yeah. So Cole defeated Dream. Velveteen is lost. He can't challenge for the NXT Championship while Cole is champion anymore. And by the way, when, when what's his face showed up, what's his, what's his what's his name? The, uh, his his partner or whatever. The uh, Dexter Loomis or the yeah, Dexter oh Loomis. Dexter Loomis, yeah. I, I looked at I <clears throat> when I saw him like is that Stone Cold Steve Austin with a weird mustache and a blonde hair? <laughs> no, he looks like a discount Steve Austin. It looks like if Steve. He Austin looks was like Nevada, he looks like orange. He looks like stupid. He looks like a weird orange Cassidy. And I I'm. Think he looked like a, I'm so like sorry. A, I had to say that to that poor guy. Um. Yeah. No. This was. Again, this was just dumb. Um. The undisputed era showed up. Wow! What a shock! And we're kidnapped. Another reason I didn't like this is because, like, for one thing. There is nothing, I mean, besides his wrestling talent, there's nothing redeeming about Velveteen Dream. Because he's just been such an arsehole. <laughs> like, <laughs> since he's came back. Stalking uh, Roderick Strong's wife and calling her names and stuff. It, and and putting, putting her face on his junk. Yeah, like, there's nothing babyface about him. Except he's facing Adam Cole. Who would get cheered by every freaking crowd he's in front of? Um, who the hell's fighting Adam Cole now? I don't know. I think they. Uh, well, he's facing uh, Discount Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight on uh, NXT. That's your next title feud. Well, that's a non-title match. I just. No, I know, but I'm saying like, who the hell is he gonna face? Well, I think eventually, like, I think the person that beats Adam Cole would be Keith Lee. Well, here's the problem. So He's Keith got a Lee C on his lose. chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got... We'll see. The Okay. When Keith Lee beat Gargano, I said, okay, I think Dream is going to beat Adam Cole. Because if Keith Lee would have lost this match, I would have said, okay, Keith Lee is not going to return. I think he might go after Adam Cole. Because if Dream loses to Adam Cole, then, uh... Who the hell is he going to face? Cameron Grimes? Carry on Cross, who's like been here for about twenty minutes, is Rhea Ripley gonna go face Adam Cole? Like who? Who? Who's gonna face him? gonna come back in. <laughs> um, do do you think Finn Balor's done enough losing to get a title opportunity? Like I said, there's probably gonna be a couple more title opportunities coming. But I think the person that ends up beating Adam Cole is Keith Lee. So Keith Lee will have to lose the North American title to Johnny Gargano. And then he'll... I think he ought to drop it to Jack. But... Um, I think the story would pursue Gargano. Yeah, and then... Then you have... Do you fancy Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee? Because I don't know that I do. Not really. I think there's a chance that uh, Velveteen Dream goes up. I fancy or, or, Keith Lee and like uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like I, I fancy that. Or just a series between Lee and Cole. I, I'm good with that. 
Well, I think after Keith Lee beats Adam Cole, it'll eventually lead to their returning to Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee, and this time for the major championship. Okay, makes sense. All right, match five of the night was uh, Karrion Cross with uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, a.k.a. just Scarlett, because Vince can't have anybody have a last name. <laughs> His French is not very good. Defeated Tommaso Ciampa by submission. Um, you tap out Tommaso Ciampa. Well, I guess that's out? one. I thought he th- he he um he passed out, right? I don't think he tapped out. He oh, okay, out. okay. Pass out and not tap out. Yeah, sorry. Okay, you're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, you're right. Um, I knew it was a submission victory. I. Yes, I just always think of those as tap out. Okay, pass out to that god awful submission move that Carry On Cross has. I know that for a fact. Um, this was only six minutes. Um, well, that's one way to get crossover. Um, sorry, Tommaso, have fun with someone. Um,. Yeah, nothing to write home about. This match was purely designed to get Garyon crossover and did its job. And will this continue? I don't know. Will he move on? I don't know. Will he be the next guy to kill Finn Balor? Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm not impressed. Like Killer Cross, like I saw this hype when Killer Cross, Garyon Cross was ever coming in, and so far I'm just like, so he, he his face it looks kind of mean. He looks average compared to everybody else in the WWE. And his moves suck. Great. Cool. Alright. Um, yeah. Match number six. Io Shirai is the new NXT Women's Champion. By the way, this was like the shortest pay-per-view ever. You really couldn't have given these guys five more minutes? I don't know. Uh, Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair over Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley ate the pin. Great. Well, like I said, like I told you, the uh, the way they did the finish, Rhea Ripley, like based on how everybody was set up, Rhea Ripley was the only one that could take the pin because it would have been way too dangerous to have. Io moonsault Charlotte while she was in a bridge. Yeah, I know. It's basically the finish. It was dangerous having her moonsault Ray Ripley when she was in the move, as we saw. But... Flair had Rhea in figure eight. Shirai moonsaulted onto Ripley in one. So, not only do I think it's stupid that Ripley ate the pin. Oh, but how about just a different damn finish? Um... I didn't like that Ripley ate the pin. I didn't like that it's not like a full send Io Shirai victory because like you can very easily spin this and say that, you know, Charlotte is one of the is a big reason Shirai won. Like it's not as legitimate a title win as I think she deserved because Ripley was already in another finisher. So, yeah, that's what a triple threat match is. I know, but it's still, I think it like it's it's less legitimate victory for our new champion and more of a just 
cowardly healy pinfall thing. And I know Eo is still supposed to be heal. At least I think she is. I don't think that was cowardly. I think that was smart. She did a moonsault while she was being. I'm never. I'm never sure anymore. But uh, I don't. Know. Maybe. Maybe I just wanted to do the pin Charlotte clean. Like maybe that was just how I wanted to do it. But apparently I, Charlotte's not going to be on NXT anymore. So I just feel like. Io Shirai or Rhea Ripley, whoever won this match, deserved to one pin Charlotte with credibility. Because if Charlotte doesn't get pinned, then why the hell is she here? I don't know. I, I don't like it. I know. I'm starting to think, and I think somebody mentioned it before, that there's a possibility that down the line, Rhea Ripley goes to Raw and beats Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship. Oh, so they're going to get the belt off Asuka. Great. But this is down the line. I hope. I hope it's down the line, but... I hope it's not too soon, because Charlotte and Asuka are feuding right now on Raw. We'll get to that. Actually, Nia Jackson are feuding. Charlotte's just there for the moment. Well, they... Te well... Mm. They're so I, they're, at minimum, they're sowing seeds. Because, like, she kind of called her out on the championship, and they tagged together, and then they wrestled. Like, they... They tagged together because Kairi Sane's hurt. I know. They spent a lot of time together and not getting along um, on Raw. But anyway, all right, now that we've gone over in your house now, do you want to go to Random and Rumor? Yeah. Uh, did you have final thoughts on TakeOver? I thought this was, like... like this, this to me, was the definition of a C NXT pay-per-view, which would be, like, a B-plus for a main roster pay-per-view. I mean, um, I like... Well, you know what? Before we go to Random and Rumor, what was your best match of the night? Uh, match of the night? Probably Keith Lee. Yeah, Gargano. okay. I was going to say, mine was Lee and Gargano. What was your worst match of the night? It would have to be that Adam Cole-Bilovich yeah, match. See, we can agree on something. Um, I, I, I mean, I liked, I liked, uh, you know, like the, I thought it started solid, you know, with the six women tag team match. Um, I liked the main event. Unfortunately, like my stream kept cutting out, so I didn't really get to enjoy the ending of it. Oh, nice. Um, and I loved, like, I never watched in your house. Um, but I loved, I know enough about it that like I could see the nostalgia. Yeah. And I liked set. the, uh, the set and stuff. Uh, did you like? Did you notice the spot with Lee and Gargano where Gargano was trying to leave the door, and they had the little ring camera there, mm -hmm. the door camera, and Keith Lee was beating a crap out of Gargano, and you're looking through the eye of the, that was just kind of and a him nice... coming out of the house and him giving a thumbs up to Doc Hendricks' picture. Yeah, that was just a nice. Little By the way, never put a thing. key in your in your in your pants. That's you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you on those two. Um, and I, I didn't mind the stacking of the card either. Like, when we got to, I was like, well, like, I audibly said, wow, Cole Velveteen is on fourth. And then I'm thinking of what's left, and I'm like, uh-oh. Because, remember how I said that... 
you know, this match was meant to get carry on crossover. <laughs> you stuck it between the NXT title and the NXT women's title matches. And if there were people there, those would have both been two huge matches. So, like, you gave not the guy you're so, supposed not to... They, not if they still did a backlot brawl, because then they would have had to watch it on television. And... Eh, I don't know if they do a backlot brawl if there's fans. I was just oh, kind I of thinking of the card. Um, they would uh, probably change the card around then. But anyway, but even still, like, with people, like, just, you know, sitting, watching at home, I feel like, like, you know, there's the NXT title match, then there's the women's match after, so in between is when you, like, get up, go grab an extra snack, go to the bathroom, whatever. Because, like, the preceding nearly hour was a decent match between Balor and Priest, Lee and Gargano, the NXT title match coming up is the NXT Women's Championship to Buffett, the best quote-unquote bathroom break moment, was the, was the match you're supposed to get carry on crossover with. So, But the good news is that backlog brawl was so garbage if people didn't turn it off, they had a palate cleanser before the main event. Yeah. And they had to put years for on last because that was their title win and they did the celebration and everything. Yeah, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying if knowing that's going to go on last, I would have switched Balor and Cross. I also think it's interesting how they're building Karrion Cross because I think they're like don't think I, mean, I think Road Dog mentioned that NXT they're trying to do more character development, so I think they're building him up slowly, and that's why his moves aren't that good. I haven't watched him enough to know for sure, so. and I never watched him before. Mm-hmm. I just know he was like killing people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so that's out of the way. Now let's go ahead. Um, let's go to Random and Rumor, then we'll go back in time. Yeah. So, um, Becky Lynch has a new hairstyle that she posted. It's a more blonde, strawberry blonde. I'm not sure 100% what her natural hair color is. I assume that's it. Because she probably wouldn't be dyeing her hair red during this time since she's pregnant. And that's probably not a good thing for the baby. Who um, the hell knows? And also, it's probably not good for your hair anyway. But if you don't have to do it, you know. So that's pretty much all I have on her for the moment. Um, there was a couple more Hana tributes. Some Stardom posted, some, uh, posted a YouTube video not too long ago, which was like... I don't remember how long it was, but it kind of like basically went through her stardom career. And like, you know, there's a language barrier, but you know, you pretty much got it. How she was like the leader of this group and she was like pretty big heel there. Um, and I stopped halfway through it, but there was a, showing a match also. And they managed another match. Um, Dakota Kai uh, had a tribute of her when she dyed her hair pink a little bit, which is one of Hana's um, go tos. Um, NJPW is set to return June 15th. Um, so yeah, things are starting to open up. Um, and also, uh, yesterday, I, uh, watched Evolution again. It was on FS1. Um, I watched was it, it the whole show? It was. Huh. 
I watched it with my parents and aunt, and let me tell you, hindsight. I mean, it's still it was still one of the better pay per views of that year, but hindsight, some of that's hilarious. Like you have babyface Nia Jax, people cheering for Nia Jax, <laughs> and literally two weeks after that, she becomes the most hated person in the business. And she also launched Becky Lynch. So that's true. Well, Becky Lynch was also big before that too, but she got yeah. But that really took yeah, Becky the did. hell off. It did. So it, it helped keep her hot because she would have because she was going to be fed to Ronda Rousey. I don't. I don't know about most hated. I think a WWE should eternally send her a Christmas card. Well, of course. I'm just talking about how like she became heel after that. Yeah. And that's one of the go tos. I mean, still accident and worked out great. Yeah. Still was a mistake. Um, and then, like, uh, some sad hindsight, you know, with the Riot Squad, saying, like, the Riot Squad is gonna be a, gonna be stars in the WWE. Sure. Yeah, and I'm gonna sprout wings. And drink Red Bull for that. Um, um, and, uh, I forgot how good the, uh, Tony Storm Io Shirai match was, that was really good. But, in hindsight, the hilarious thing was the, because I forgot how hard they tried and failed to make Becky Lynch heal. Yeah. So, they have the package on before the match, and I already told my parents and my aunt, like, saying, like, like, this is this is good because this is literally the last match that Becky Lynch has before they end up giving up on her heel run. So they show like, you know, the package and show her doing her heel tactics, her running away and stuff. Um, and like her saying stuff to edge and her, her promos and them editing booze. in, even though in the background, you can see the fans going nuts over it. <laughs> um, and then, then right after that, you know, she's in. Uh, Charlotte comes in, and then they're chanting for Becky, and comes in, and Michael Cole's like, "There's a small group of the audience that are with Becky Lynch. You know, she has a cult following." It's like that's 100% of the audience there, dude. <laughs> and they're trying so hard. Like I didn't realize, I didn't remember how hard the commentators were trying to sell the heel Becky Lynch. Saying, oh, she's she's terrible. She she's she claims that the locker room turned against her. I'm like, well, they did. You forget during there was during a time where every single heel turn was at Becky Lynch's expense. Remember that? Mm-hmm. There's like five superstars that turned on her in like a couple years, and like every time she got opportunity, she got screwed out of it. I just thought it was hilarious, and my parent and my parents and aunt was like saying, "So, like, was was trying to say is like, why are they treating her? Isn't she supposed to be the bad guy?" And I'm and I'm trying, you know, it's hard to explain, like, you know, the whole thing and how it was just a failure on WWE's part. Yeah. Um. And like, the only time she was booed was probably wasn't booed to her; it was directly to uh, WWE. Like when she got booed for saying that the you 
the fans were never behind me. They booed WWE for that line because that line was bullcrap. And everybody knows it wasn't true. Um, and probably they booed maybe a little bit for her heel tactics that she did. Just because they knew that that was stupid. And it was stupid. And luckily they stopped that after that last woman standing match. I just <laughs> find it hilarious. How bad they tried and how worse they failed. <laughs> at the heel run. Well, I'm trying to, we, did we watch Evolution together? Yeah. yeah. I thought we did, but then I thought we didn't. No, wouldn't... Mm, we watched that in your room, didn't we? In... Mm -hmm. Did we watch Were that in you dorm? not at the apartment at the time? This is 2018. October. Nope, you must have been in the apartment then. I was trying to remember because, like, some of the things I remember watching with you, but then some of the things I remember. Because I know we watched this together. I didn't know if you, like, went home or something and I had to watch it by myself. I don't remember. No, I'm pretty sure we watched this together. Um. I don't know, but still, it, it held up. It was still a very good pay-per-view event. Oh! Was this the first event that Beth did color for? Um, not the first first, because I think she did Mae Young Classic, but yeah. Oh. <sighs> Thank God, Renee Young's off-commentary, mostly. That's pretty much all I have for the random and the rumors. Oh, hey, remember when uh, Ember Moon was a thing? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, unfortunately she's hurt right now. Yeah. But I'm just saying, well, no, 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 like, not even the hurt part of it, but, like, just the main roster, like, she really hasn't done much, but remember when she was a thing on NXT? That was fun. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. On to WWE. Um, I love the first note that you have. <laughs> yeah, previously on WWE Dateline. Yep. So they pretty much recapped what happened. They say that um, um, Elias is hurt with a torn pectoral. will be out for a couple months. By the way. How do you tear your pec exactly. when you get hit by a car? Exactly. Or that's it. What? Exactly. Also... I just want to know. He got Mufasa and he's fine. He gets hit by a car. He tears a muscle you wouldn't tear. Is Elias made of steel? Maybe it was just hanging on by a thread from the Mufasa spot. <laughs> and... I don't know. I think that this is just like, okay, he's hurt. We need to think of something. Think of something quick, quick. What do we have? What do we have? What are, our what are our options here? Well, we can have Baron Corbin hurt him again. We <laughs> might, but but we don't want it to be obvious. Let, let, let's let's keep going. Um. Well, uh, Jeff Hardy came back from you know his problems. I like it. Come on, keep going. Um. How about uh hit and run? Hmm. Well, do you think they'll believe it? It's Jeff Hardy. All right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, say there's alcohol involved. <laughs> hey, Jeff, how do you feel about broadcasting your inner demons on Fox? You do what now? Oh, let me rephrase that. We're going to promote your inner demons on Fox. Um, was does this mean I'll be on TV again? As um, a, but yes, as a crack addict. Oh, it's not crack. Well, a drug addict. Alcohol. Alcoholic. Alcoholic. Yeah, there's plenty of those in America anyway. By the way, is Jeff Hardy face? Yes. So, the alcoholic is the baby face. Well, he's not... Uh, he, he's, he's being framed, based on the story. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, we, in base, we have drunk man lays in well, gutter as the face. Well, this happened a lot. CM Punk got on him for it, and CM Punk was right, but CM Punk was the bad guy in all this. Samoa Joe with Jeff Hardy. Samoa Joe was right, but Samoa Joe was the bad guy. Mm, okay. By the way, I wasn't too crazy about this promo that he cut. I just thought it wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't. I know Jeff Hardy isn't that great. Like, Matt's more the promo guy. Yeah. Um, But I think that this would have been better with fans. Also, if you notice... If you notice... Yes, it would have been better with people, I agree. Um, I mean, there was people there, but I mean... They really need to meet, remake their glass structures around the ramp, because when Sheamus is throwing Hardy, one of the metal pieces that's holding up this piece of plexiglass just goes flying into the crowd. Keep it on your toes. It, it, it's, see, since they're having trouble training because of this COVID thing, <laughs> they, 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 do, they do little... Little spots. Oh, look, I'm getting phone calls now. <laughs> but it's not my house, so I'm not going to answer it. They just keep having people, like, dodge flying metal. But, yeah, so, like, their their glass stuff is, like, breaking, so I wonder how long it is before they do a, uh, through the, uh... They already did spot. that. They did that at, uh, TakeOver. Hmm? They did oh, that when somebody goes through the glass? Yeah. Oh, shoot, I didn't notice it. What Johnny Gargano got pushed through the glass. Oh. It didn't break, it just did, you know, the hockey thing where it just falls over. Yeah, I did have some lag because I tried to watch it, like, 20 minutes, like, behind, so I could uh, skip through the packages and just get to the damn matches. I did have a couple of big lag jumps, so I wonder if that happened in between there. Um... So yeah, so that's how uh, WWE Dateline, I mean SmackDown, started. And I think it'll continue because I don't think we're not just going to go, oh, Sheamus did it. We're probably going to have like, uh, first of all, you know, I would say like, wait a minute. By the way, I also don't have much sympathy for Jeff Hardy, I'm not, as, I, as I think we're supposed to. I'm usually, you know, I'm usually one, you know, that huge on forgiveness and everything, but I feel like after his sixth time, it takes more than... Uh, well, has it been eight months? You need to do a little bit more to... What? Um, you mean you don't like his, like, eight DUIs in 12 years? 
I mean, I just think like he needs to do more to rectify the situation than just come back and say, "Okay, I did it, my bad," which is fine for the first couple times, but. Well, he's when he's done that eight times. I mean, he's better. He just he just has a problem. Yeah, it sucks. And, ho- and hopefully he has help. And hopefully he has help. He's tried. <laughs> just try again. You know. Next up, Otis dons King Corbin's crown. Corbin gets mad he, and then promptly he, loses a match. Yeah. By the way, somebody, somebody, I forget if it was on WTF moments. Why would Baron Corbin just leave his crown? Lying around? I don't know because the character's bad. Um. Oh, look at this, Pokey, Pokey. Yeah, I'm the king now. Yeah, yeah, Barry. Otis actually wrestles differently than every other person in the con- uh, company. So shout out to him. And I'm not talking about the damn caterpillar. I'm talking about like like the the throws that he has are more like throws and less like generic suplexes. Like there were several things I noticed during this. It's like wow. He actually just did a move that looks kind of different, but it was still a basic move from his arsenal. I'm like, give us the title! Um, no, but in all honesty, though, Otis didn't look bad as a singles competitor here. Yeah. Did Tuck, did Tuck get hurt? My memory's just failing me again. I think he's supposed to be hurt. I'm not sure if he's actually hurt. Oh, okay, okay. I think okay. the story goes that Tucker was hurt from Dolph Ziggler. Okay, okay. At least that's what it, that was the reason why he wasn't at WrestleMania. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I was, I kind of thought like I knew Ziggler had something to do with Tucker not being there in Mania, but it's been a little while and he's still not here. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out where the hell he went. Um. But yeah. So anyway. Uh, then The Miz and John Morrison start harassing Braun Strowman. <laughs> I was like, uh, this, was it the second or third was with the interview? Was it the second? That was the, the second one where Caleb Braxton, uh, okay. went when crazy. When I first, when I first, like, I was like, like, you almost got me to have a segment that I hated that you would probably agree with. Because I'm like, I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to like this. And, like, because I thought that he was going to press the button and there was going to be a fart or something. No, it's a slime. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I probably would have laughed anyway, but I was like, this is going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But then when the slime hit Caleb Braxton, I'm like, okay, I'm entertained. And I got really entertained when they were funny. I was like, you put it in the wrong way. You said it's left. That's left. Stage left is left. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then did, by the way, did you see the first one? Hmm? Also, I want Caleb Braxton to interfere in the Braun Strowman match now. Um, did you see the the spot with the drink? It was on. I wasn't really paying attention. What the hell was in the drink? He added water and got a Coke and Mentos reaction. Well, it was supposed to be a, a protein shake, right? Yes. So it was bronze protein shake, but they screwed with it and made it like you do Mentos and Coke stuff when he added water. Um. Then they uh, beat up his car. 
I think we have a slight chemistry problem with this first bit. Um, unless he's secretly drinking Diet Coke. Uh... Yeah, and you then know, the diet, the diet part, you know, for your protein shakes, you know, that's that's the key, that's the secret ingredient. <laughs> so then Caleb Braxton got covered in slime, and then Brock Strowman's just like, "Wait, wasn't this supposed to hit me?" And then <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Braxton yeah. gets some on him anyway. He she actually like the the cut she he gets she, more on him. Right, so like they go from. Strowman and Braxton. Strowman's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Kara. He's got some on his pants. And then they go to Miz and Morrison arguing about why it was in the wrong spot. And then we go back to Braun Strowman, and it's all over him. <laughs> it's like, hey, you still got a little bit on him. Also, by the way, Strowman had none in his beard when the cut happened. Even if Caleb Braxton like runs into him, because Caleb Braxton left before before the cut, because she called them bastards and then she left. Right. So and let's. Well, no, wait a minute. So let's say in the in the cut that this is some of the crappy editing I'm talking about. Let's say for a second that she bumped into Strowman as she leaves. Uh. She could have like shook her head or something. She wouldn't have got him in the beard though. She's too short. I so then where the hell did Ross Strowman get the slime? Her head might touch his beard. But like when you like have like water or something and you like shake your head, it goes everywhere. I don't know. I just don't see how Braun could get in that other than if he laid down in it for no damn reason. I just thought that was always like, oh, wait a minute. He's got goop on him now? Wait, why? Um, big his car, which you know they already did the. That's not his car. Well, it's the one he drove in, and I think it's the one where that he was using. You know, when he was on. I thought it. No, that wasn't the same vehicle. Are you sure that wasn't the same vehicle when he was on the the first forty eight WWE edition? Oh no no no! I was talking about the vehicle, like when he was standing outside of his car last week. That's what I was talking about. Oh. I made another crime show reference. Oh. Uh, no, I, a, I thought that that was different. I thought it was a different color. 20 for 20. I don't know. I thought it was a different color. Um, I don't think that was... I think they just smashed some random guy's car. Um, well, he was mad about it. Because it was his car. And then Strowman... It would have been more, more funny if Ron Simmons was still around and they accidentally bro broke his car and he just wants to go, Damn! Damn! Um... Then Braun Strowman flipped over the van Ms. and Morrison were in, and we have two counts of attempted murder again. Eh, they were fine. They actually, the way they fell, didn't they actually run out after it? They run out after what? The way that they they positioned their bodies so they wouldn't die. Oh, yeah, it was it was because really they knew funny. He was going to turn it over. All I could see when Strowman had his legs fully extended was at the, like, 30-degree angle, and I'm like, um, what happens if one of his feet slips and he falls to the ground and dies instantly? This isn't gonna be good. Oh, there's probably on hydraulics. Ah, he is a, he is a damn good strong man. I believe he could flip that. Especially once he got to a point of leverage. 
And you can tell he's, I mean, if you get that red and like veins pop out like that, you're, if, I don't know, maybe he's not lifting the whole thing. He's lifting something. Well, yeah. He, that's. If you, if you strain yourself, it'll show anyway. Yeah, like Um, that's not acting. He was lifting something. He could have been lifting the van, but he was lifting, he was lifting some kind of heavy weight at, at least. I'm not saying like half of it or whatever, but I'm saying there was some kind of lifting going on. Also, um, if Miz and Morrison, like, by the way, they're, they're, they're how doesn't Braun see the camera before and this mysterious white van? Um, just a bit curious. Um, also, he probably just assumed it was part of the investigation of Ma- of Jeff Hardy. <laughs> What the hell were Miz and Jed Morrison thinking putting the camera on the outside of the van to make it clear and obvious? Also, why the hell are you in a giant white child predator van? Um, yeah. Um, have you ever seen Fairly Odd Parents? Probably not. Oh, a little bit. Uh, where you have Mr. Crocker, and I think his van is black, mm-hmm. but it says unsuspecting van on it. <laughs> they should totally do that. And then Strowman walks away laughing. See, I didn't mind this because they were, you know, the Miss and John Morrison are two people that are actually good at this kind of thing. Um, I'm waiting for the uh, Kayla Braxton um, uh, going from neutral to a baby face when she uh, punches out John Morrison uh, at Backlash um, for sliming her. But yeah, no, I, I I did I did like this stuff, and it was and it was a good, a satisfying payoff when Braun Strowman tried to kill two people. Yeah, not much, not really my form of making somebody's life a living hell, but <laughs> not your form of murder either. <laughs> Could WWE quit trying to kill people? How many weeks of the row have they tried to kill somebody? Well, I, I'll I'll, I'll uh, give them I'll 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 give them this one. This one technically wasn't attempted murder because you probably would have survived that. Not if, if you, you fall on your neck, you wouldn't. Well, you can do that. You just tripping. You could do that. And if, then also, if you push the car the other way, where the can where the computer equipment was on the other side, then then I would have been concerned. But he did it the other way, so I guess. Um, oh, by the way, the peep show happened. That was on Raw, though. It was, I mean, they previewed it, they, on SmackDown, they mentioned the peep show is going to come back, and I thought that was worth a mention, even if a little out of order. Um, uh, do you want to get to the women's tag match, or do you have anything else? Well, I was talking about, oh, um, Sonya and Lacey had another good match. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Did you able, were you able to watch this one? Yes, yeah, so I think I saw it. Very good match. I cannot wait for there to be fans again for this match. I think this should be one of the matches that that they have fans for. Yeah, be better in front of them. Yeah, because I think that these two are like the people that aren't the four horsewomen and not Oscar and Kyrie Sane. I think they can, like at least for on SmackDown. I think besides the other two, that they are probably the better ones. Mm-hmm. But then Mandy had to ruin it. But I guess it continues their story. And it just like every time she just comes out, you just remember how bad Mandy is. 
Like it's just, it's awful. Okay, so the next thing that we need to talk about, I suppose, um, is on is obviously from SmackDown. Is Drew Gulak is now facing Daniel Bryan for the IC title? What? Huh? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Then what the hell was the AJ match for? It was just it was him giving them an opportunity. At what? At beating AJ Styles. That wasn't for his slot. No. That was the whole segment. Why would he do? That? Okay, I was very okay. I'm. I was very confused. Then I thought that was AJ getting goaded into giving up a spot. No. Oh. Okay, never mind. I was super confused. Oh, so it's just dumb then. That's actually worse. That's actually actively worse. Was a decent <sighs> and if AJ ends up winning the Intercontinental Championship, it they already have a food feud ready. I hate their booking. It's planting seeds. It's also dumb because you just had because Brian is supposed to be like Gulak's coach, training partner, coach. They say training partner. Mm, yes, but like Brian is the sage with more experience. Uh, nice, by the way. Same beards and face shapes, which is kind of weird. Um, so Styles just lost to the discount Daniel Bryan. So how's he supposed to be the real one? Well, he was he lost in a roll up, so yeah, he still lost. Roll ups are bit protective, I know. Uh, I saw the new day in Chad Gable, Shinsuke Cesaro, and Mojo Rawley, and said, "Get the hell up out of here with that!" And yeah, went down and got a water for some reason. <laughs> and I went down to Hotel Concierge and got a water. And then went back up to the room. Because I was like, you can get the hell up out of here with that. And please get out of there. Please get off my screen. I have no interest in this at all. Did you watch this? Was it any good? Um, As it had no right to be? I mean, it was probably good. I just, like, it was just in the background. Alright! Hey, speaking of not good... It was a good match, but... Well, no, wait a minute. Speaking of not good, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross against Bailey and Sasha Banks! Yeah, it was a good match, just a terrible result. By the way, the good thing about... If we did these shows, like, right after things happen, I would be a lot meaner. <laughs> but I get the chance to sit on things because I don't because you were not a happy man after this I was and I not. wasn't either this was dumb and then they did then what they did on Raw made it worse so they just completely destroyed this badly 
Yeah, so I, I said that they end up ruining three storylines with this with this uh, thing. Yep. Because you had uh, the Iconics versus uh, Nikki and Alexa um, on Raw, and then you had randomly uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey, but they're having their own story. They're kind of like button heads. And then you had the perfect opportunity to put more to I don't to put more of a of a rift between the two. The match should have ended when Bailey tagged in tagged herself in right before Sasha Banks put them in the in the uh, in the bank statement. Yeah. yeah. And then going out, and then she gets rolled up for a pin. Yep. That's how it should have ended. Yep. And instead, Cross loses on a backslide. Mm-hmm. And now you have Sasha and Bailey who don't need the tag team titles because the only reason, because I said you're either devaluing the tag team titles or the SmackDown Women's Championship because one of those things is going to be put to the wayside. Well, it's going to be the tag titles. Well, for now, it's going to be the SmackDown Championship because they're doing things with the tag team titles for now. Yeah. But it'll switch, probably. I said, like, the only way this is good is if they end up doing what they did with Matt Hardy and MVP, where they won the tag team titles and, like, he was the United States Champion. And MVP was like, hey, we can't face each other for the United States Championship because we're tag team champions. We need to work together, man. Type thing. Um, but yeah, they pretty much only did this to either speed up the breakup or put it off. Right. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that was good. Also, I think Alexa Bliss and, and uh, Nikki Cross do better going cross brand. Because they're, like, you know, babyfaces and they're more entertaining. I also think Alexa kind of looked like an idiot at the end of this match. She jumps in to break up a submission. Bailey pulls her out. Alexa makes no attempt to kick Bailey away. We cut back and Cross uses Sasha's momentum against her, gets her into a pinning predicament. Where's Alexa? Where's Alexa? Backslide comes. Alexa's beating up Bailey on the outside of the ring. Uh, well, unless you're sowing, unless you're, you know, just sowing the tiniest of seeds to write that up, and this will be a point of contention later, Alexa's an idiot. Well, she was just being distracted. This is not uncommon in tag team matches. It, yep. Yeah. I just wish they quit making people look stupid. You know, just in that general. Another, that was another funny thing about watching Evolution with my parents <clears throat> and my aunt. Uh, during the six women tag team match, because like the riot squad kept uh, kept getting involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First, like, is it is it three on one? It's like, where are the other two? And I was like, why are the other two just standing there in the corner? I'm like, because they're the baby faces. They actually follow the rules. So yeah, so Bailey and Sasha Banks are the women's tag team champions, and I was watching this, and I was like, "Oh, hey, nice little stuff going on in the ring between Sasha Banks and Nick." Uh, why the hell did Sasha just win? Uh, 
Um. Oh, they screwed that up. It's not that I hate Bailey. And, well, I don't like Bailey. Um, it's not that I hate Bailey and Sasha Banks. It's just that what the why? It's not needed. Why? They were having a good story without the tag team titles. And then you decided to thunder punch the Iconics back into Never Never Land on Raw. So let's go to Monday Night Raw. We open the show with Asuka and Charlotte having a mare. Having because a, they were supposed to have their match right then, right? Yep, they were supposed to lead off the show with confrontation in a match. Then Bailey and Sasha Banks interrupt. Then the Iconics! Notice how annoying I did that. God, I hate them. Um. So the two insanely annoying Australians. I can't say walking stereotypes because they would have to have kangaroo pouches or something to be that. But um, the two incredibly annoying, There's more annoying for for bratty women. Yes, okay, they are bratty women stereotypes. Um, the incredibly annoying of uh, uh, against Bailey and Max. It's really interesting what we have in the ring here because we have two bratty teens dressed in red. We have two crappy punk rock stars and two rich ladies in giant fur coats. This division is weird. Anyway, so the Iconics announce that at Backlash, it's going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks, the Iconics, and Bl and Chris and Bloss. No, that's not it. Bliss and Cross for the um, uh, or I can't wait. No, it's not SmackDown. It's it's the women's tag belts. Um. Then they say they're gonna make them iconic. Then Asuka starts screaming random Japanese things at uh the Iconics, and then Bailey and Banks, and everyone gets very confused. And Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte goes, "What she said," <laughs> which I thought was some good. Uh, I, probably not on the spot, but I did think it was really funny <laughs> because Charlotte was just like, "What Jesus?" It was really nice. Everybody's just like, "What? What the hell are you saying?" <laughs> it's funny when Jesus just points out. I'm like, "Yeah, totally. I totally knew what she said. It was funny." Um. And then they I went on to have like, a match. I agree more. <laughs> right. Then no, they had a match. Actually, I always said, good point. That's a very good point. Then they had a match. I actually did not see, like, this one. I hated this. And as far as the triple threat tag match goes, most of them suck anyway. There wasn't really a problem. They played off the whole Charlotte Nasca not getting long thing fine. Banks and the Iconics, or Boston Hug and the Iconics did a decent bit of the work. You know, this is basically supposed to build for the Charlotte Nasca match later in the night and supposed to kind of help out the tag team division on the go home Raw going into Backlash where there's going to be a triple threat. So what's the last thing I just said? Uh, building up the tag team championship. Okay. You know who won this match? Charlotte Flair. 
Just a guess. The team that is not a tag team. More specifically, Billy Kay tapped out to the Oscar lock in about four seconds. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Iconics who are who are returning, they haven't been, I'm not being stupid, they've, they haven't been back that long, right? They've been back for a few weeks, and they've, but they've beaten, I think they've beaten Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross at least once. Right, Since so they've just been back a few weeks. This is their first shot back at their at the titles that they had previously held, and they lose to a non tag team and tap out instantly while promoting that they got given a triple threat chance at the tag titles. Well, they're not fa- at least they didn't lose. They lost to like the people that are supposed to be the bigger stars, as in the people that are in the championship feuds right now. So yeah, well, but- they got. I mean, you couldn't have Oscar and Charlotte lose. <sighs> Especially since they were gonna literally have a match that night. If you would have just had Banks and Bailey lose, then you would have given legitimacy because the Iconics kind of got the shoehorned. Then you'd be like, wow, you know, they lost, the, the tag champs lost right before the pay-per-view, so they just beat Bliss and Cross, but the Iconics beat them, you know, you know, I wonder what's going to happen. Then maybe you can have Bliss and Cross beat the Iconics on SmackDown. It's like, well, we've got a real predicament here. Well, they can't go to SmackDown unless they do their... Evan? Mm-hmm. They do you really think yet. that... I I know, but do you really think they'll care? Um, Randy Orton cuts a promo. This is a Randy Orton promo. Ray Mysterio vows to make Seth Rollins pay, and Dominic once again encourages his dad to keep wrestling. <laughs> I encourage violence. When's Dominic going to turn on Ray? Hopefully not for a bit. I don't know. He hasn't even had a match yet. <laughs> if it's a result of the Seth Rollins gimmick, I'm going to be pissed. You're like, you know it is. If he turns on him, he's going to be one of the disciples or whatever. He's going to shave his head and become... Oh, wait. That was wrong gimmick. I just want Seth Rollins to go the hell away. This gimmick, please die. Kevin Owens, Andrade, and Angel Garza had a match for who gets to face Apollo Crews at Backlash. Andrade and Angel Garza fell apart, and Zelina Vega was on the other side of the ring screaming, What are you doing? Instead of getting over there and trying to do anything, like, hey, stop fighting. They were fighting over who's going to pin Kevin Owens, by the way. Um, the oh, I'm not even going to talk about the idiocy. Uh, Drew McIntyre headbutted MVP in the VIP lounge. Are you talking about the decathlon? Yes. I, um, I thought it was entertaining. I Bobby, was entertained. Bobby Lashley's full Nelson is now the deadliest move in wrestling. Apparently, uh, the Viking Raiders took on Bobby Lashley in the No, you can... I'm going to let you talk about that, but I'm not mentioning it. Um, Lashley and MVP took on the Viking Raiders, and... Lashley won by Full Nelson. Well, kind of. Um, he won and then put on another Full Nelson. 
Did he win? Yeah, okay, so he did win by Full Nelson. Then he put on another one, and then the Street Profits came in to break it up, so... Friends? Question mark? So you confused one of... Uh, you made one of your storylines a bit confusing, you had Bobby Lashley, Full Nelson, two people, and I know it was the right thing, but you kept burying the Viking Raiders... And you, Lashley still doesn't look any stronger going into Backlash because he has been completely trumped by Drew McIntyre in every way. And, yeah. It, it, they, I literally see, like, even if I knew, like, uh, it wasn't, like, about the booking and stuff, yeah, there'd be literally no way in hell Lashley would win. Like, what if it was a contest... Uh, Oscar Charlotte Flair, I believe this went from, this was end of show, was, was, Oscar and Charlotte Flair, what the hell else is it gonna be other than good? Um, except, except for the finish, um, I mean, the good news was, Nia Jax appeared in a segment and didn't potato somebody, um, I know it kind of had to be this way, but I'm a little bit confused how Oscar got caught off guard by Charlotte's boot. This is the part I didn't like. It looks more like a knee, like a knee. Some, a knee, whatever it was. To like some of the nuanced stuff. So Oscar Diajax comes down, jumps up on the ring, horribly, horribly misses a punch. Oscar does a good job of ducking. Slight problem, Nia wouldn't have hit an oak tree with that punch, and Asuka's not an oak tree. Um, Asuka bounces back, goes for a hip attack. Charlotte gets ready in the meantime. Okay. When Asuka does a hip attack through the ropes, where's her head? Oh. Facing out of the ring or facing in? Usually in. Okay. So her head is facing in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Her move is going backwards. So then how the hell does this she see Charlotte get up? Because when they cut again, th this is also another spot of crappy editing. They did this finish twice. They had to have. Because they cut from an angle, they cut from, like, straight on with Oscar running at Nia Jax... Then they go to the floor, looking from the left side of Oscar and Jax, and then Oscar and then um, Oscar does the thing where like her arms are hooked behind the ropes, like she just done the hip attack. Mm -hmm. Then she's hanging on the ropes. Nia spills to the floor. They cut. Oscar has already taken two steps off the ropes. She's disengaged, and she's got her the side of her head turned. Then turns and sees Charlotte and eats a boot. It wasn't a knee, it was a boot. I'm watching it right now. Mm. And eats a boot, and... Uh, oh, wait a minute, there's more problems with this. I didn't notice. Uh, that shoulder's definitely up. Wait, handling on one, two... Oh, and they effed up the finish even further because her shoulder is completely not on the mat. I watched it. It looks like she just kicked out at three. I think her shoulder's up before... Yeah, her shoulder's up before she puts the arm up even, though. One, 
Her shoulder's up at two and a half, but whatever. My bigger problem with this is the blatant editing and the, like, so if, like, uh, the way the hip attack move looks, I don't know if this is ring psychology or just simple flow to a match problem, but it, it's just, like, it's just dumb. Like, you're just, you're not making things make sense. If, like, it's not like Oscar. Okay, so if Oscar would have done the slaps and the punches and knocked Naya off the ring apron, it would have been the cheap finish that they always do, but that makes sense because, like, you've got your back turn. You don't see Charlotte get up. The last time you saw Charlotte, she was on the ground. Well, if you're doing a hip attack, she was looking out to make sure that Naya went out, right? No, because you only ever see Oscar. Well, you would know Naya went out because you would hit her. She hit her. Yeah, but still. But, and you never see her look out there. She only just randomly turns sideways and eats a boot. It's weird. Maybe she did and they just edited it out. I don't know. This was, this wasn't very good. The match was good up until the finish made no sense. Uh, you can talk about the decathlon and then we can get into wills and shoulds. Uh, it was interesting. Like it seemed like all everybody had their own special events, and I just I was entertained. You know, they continuing some of those running gags. You know, with uh, one the the one with the longer beard getting hit on by the girl, and the one that's married to Sarah Logan, and I'm saying, you know, not so much as far as being cute. Um, I believe they end up tying again. So if I yes, they did. And wait, wait, stop for a second. I I got up and heard you say something through the headphones as I was grabbing something to drink real fast. Did you say everyone had their own special event? Everyone had their own special event. Yeah. Meaning singular or plural? Meaning, uh, the street prophets had the flip cup, or whatever. Evan, how many events was this? Ten. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant there was four. No. Like, everybody had their own special event, as in, like, Ivar did something really well, Eric did something really well, no. and then it was, okay, okay, I was gonna be really pissed. <laughs> even more than usual, like, oh, good, now you don't even know how to count. Um. Okay. Um, and they had, uh, Montez was gonna have a sword fight with one of the Viking Raiders, and he ends up checking him out. So yeah, it was. I was entertained. It was good. Were they in mesh suits or were they just flailing swords? They never started the sword fight. They were like wearing, you know, like you know, like Viking like armor type thing. And then he's like, "Nope, I'm not doing this." Oh, so they weren't getting in chainmail, like going going to do like like Olympic sword fighting. No, it wasn't. It wasn't fencing. They're fencing, there you go. Oh, oh, they were just going to, like, swing they swords were, at each they other. They were doing Viking sword fighting. Oh, oh, I don't blame him. <laughs> um, my notes from... I, I mentioned just about everything. Um, Charlotte have to be on every show? Well, she's... Uh, she's a Raw Superstar. Um, she was on NXT. She's not going to be on NXT anymore, as they say. There's no plans to have her be on NXT anymore. So she'll just be on Raw. I don't know. I just feel like she's been on every show for like the last month. 
Which, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's more Charlotte Flair, so it's not, you know, it's not like freaking Peyton Royce is on every show. I was like, really? Is this, uh, do they need to change the name back to the WWF and call it Worldwide Flair? World Wrestling Flair? Um, alright, Backlash Wills and Shoulds. Right, how how much are you looking forward to this pay per view out of ten? I'm I have no idea. I'm kind of scared this won't be good. I mean, they kind of did that to themselves. By the way, good job on them for installing the idea that the Edge or match might suck and that it's Edge's fault. <laughs> because I have a bad feeling. I have a really bad feeling about the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, the first thing we need to talk about is the weird theme song, The Greatest Showman. This is The Greatest Show song. Which yeah, is a great it's song. either a Broadway play it's, it's or a movie. It's a movie? Oh. It's a movie. Because uh, they uh, played that at Western Games last year, remember? Yeah. Uh, the year before that, actually. Um, or it was last year, I forget. No, they played it this year, too. Because it was when I was on... Oh, uh, no, that was last year. They did it two years in a row, then. Because they played it to death. It was one of the better halftime shows. They played it every freaking game. Yeah. So they, uh, it's the it's the movie based on P.T. Barnum, or P.T. Barnum, as some people like to call him. I don't know what the hell a P.T. Barnum is. He's the person that... Never mind. Did, when, didn't you take a PR class? Yeah. Did she not speak about P.T. Barnum? Did I retain it? Probably not. Okay. All right. Well, I need to get the P.T. Barnum too. Anyway, um, the this is a weird. Oh, story. that's right. P.T. Barnum and like the hoaxes and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, that's a perfect theme song for this pay per view. <laughs> the guy who was famous for false advertising. Oh. Uh, uh, it's a good song. I think it's more of a WrestleMania song than a Backlash song. Yes, <laughs> but it's it's still not the worst song. Do you you know what the worst? This is song the greatest show. Uh, it's Backlash. You remember what the what the worst theme song of a WWE pay per view is, right? No, what? Um, <laughs> by Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> great Balls of Fire? <laughs> For the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view? No, that was awesome. That was the worst name ever. Yeah. But that was great. So imagine this, if you will. So you know they have, you know, those, like, the previews for the, uh, for the, uh, for the events, you know, for, say, oh, this is gonna be on pay-per-view or some, whatever. Um, uh, can you just, and I'm not sure if this is how they did it, but can you imagine them, like, doing, like, it was, uh, I believe the main event was Brock Lesnar versus um, Samoa Joe. You just have two clients are tashi- uh, clashing, and then at the end, WWE Great Balls of Fire this Sunday. Goodness gracious, Great Balls of Fire! <laughs> right at the end of it. Like, this is the worst. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it's a great song. It's a it great is absolutely song. terrible for wrestling. Yeah. 
However, I don't think it's the worst. I mean, it, not the worst, like, song, song. For a wrestling pay-per-view, yeah, okay, I guess you're right. No, you know what's the weirdest song, though? What? For a wrestling pay-per-view? It was uh, a SummerSlam a couple couple years ago. Um, I don't remember the song. But it, it was it's pretty much a love song. And they were Odd. playing it to um, two packages, you know, so, like, you have, like... Um, just like you know, you're having people fighting each other, but you're having this love song playing in the background. Great. I this can't remember bad. what the song was. Sounds like I don't want to. It's a good song. It just was weird. Anyway, backlash. Yeah. Okay. This is the matches that are on Wikipedia. You can always trust that. Oh, it was cool for the summer. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, okay, yes. No, that is the worst. Demi, because not only Demi is Lovato, the song... I mean, it's a great song. But not for wrestling. Not for wrestling, especially when you're playing. But, like, can you imagine, like, you're having, like, I don't even know who who was on the, on the card, but had, like, a Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, let's say. They're... they're, they're they're doing Back it for the summer. It's not even the bad part. It's a, got my mind on your body and your body. It would fit for the cherry. Hey, I just need to take a bite. Hey, it would take, it would work for Mandy and Otis. <laughs> don't, don't tell your mother kiss one another. <laughs> it would work for Mandy and Otis. And like I said, great song, but ugh. <laughs> it was just so weird on the promos. Got your mind on my body. Or got your, got my mind on your body and your body on my body. As Seth Rollins stomps someone's face into the ground. <laughs> Somebody gets kneed in the Tell head. Tell me what you want, what you like. It's okay. <laughs> I'm a little curious too. F5 to somebody. <laughs> my great high package, boys. Um, anyway, Backlash 2020. Uh, I'll just go through these matches. <laughs> Take me down into your paradise. Don't be scared, because I'm your body type. Well, I, Kofi is trouble in paradise. Was Kofi Kingston on this pay-per-view? Probably. I Let's see, this song came out. I actually, this was in 2015 is when the song came out. Um, let us see here if they actually show... Um, because usually on Wikipedia it says like where they're at and stuff. Yeah. SummerSlam 2015. This was Brock Lesnar Undertaker, by the way. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Granted, they probably didn't play that for this. I hope. Oh, and if it was SummerSlam 2016, like if it, it was, was old, well, no, uh, do, wait, we know the song was used for that one? Yeah, 2015. Oh, I was going to say, well, if they used it a year later and it was SummerSlam, it would have been the year that Brock Lesnar decided to kill Randy Orton. <laughs> Nearly literally. All right, anyway, can we go over Backlash yet? Oh, yeah, let's go ahead. All right. This is the, I have seven matches on Wikipedia. All right, I'm on Wrestling Inc. And how many do you have? 
Um, hold on, I'm, I lost it. Here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven. Cool. Alright. Alright, first up on the predictions, I'll just go in order. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to say that for last. I'm going to do these in reverse order. Apollo Crews versus Andrade for the U.S. title. But Apollo Crews will and should. Because he literally just won it. I do indeed agree that he will retain, but since this is a Thingles match, uh, this will get thrown out, and Apollo should win. This will get thrown out, there will be interference, and Selena Vegas stable will break up. Because Andrade will get the title the cost to him by break Angel. up since the, uh, the, what was it, the League of Legends or whatever? The Legion or whatever? Uh, the League of Nations. League of Nations? Um, name me one match that they have won since that stable was formed. Who? The Andrade Angel Garza Haven't they been winning relatively consistently? I don't think so. Every time I see them, I feel like they lose. That's because they're facing off like <laughs> Drew McIntyre. That's their fault. You need to go start off with the, with the little fish. Like them individually, like say like, like Andrade individually or like Garza individually, yeah, but like when they got put together, it feels like they lose every match. Bailey and Banks versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics. Who the hell knows? Could that be my prediction? Because I have no idea who will win. I mean, I think Cross and Bliss should. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey probably will. Okay. I think this is going to be a case where um, my will is absolutely what shouldn't happen. Oh, <laughs> um, well, there'll be a couple of those tonight. I think okay. Sasha and Bailey will win, and for should I think if you, wait no they, mm, you said the Iconics already beat Bliss and Cross yeah did Bliss and Cross get them back uh huh did Bliss and Cross get them back I think so okay then I say the Iconics ought to win. Because, well, Sasha Bailey shouldn't have the titles to begin with, so them having it for two days is fine. Um, just break them up and move on. Uh, and also, because I think the Iconics and you... The Iconics were going to feud with Bliss and Cross, but you should have just... Stop. Just, like, should have done that anyway. And if the Iconics don't win, then they look like crap. Uh, so I can't believe I'm saying this. To protect the Iconics, I'm going with the Iconics for should win. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. They're paying this off already? Question mark. Um, Sheamus will and should. <clears throat> yeah, Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus will and should. Uh, does Jeff Hardy show up drunk? No. Okay. You never know with them, dude. I'm just saying. 
I feel it, like if something like that Victory Road situation was, I was gonna say, in babe. WWE, he would be fired on the spot. No, no, no. I'm saying they pair. All right, we are back after my computer lost the will to live. Um, because I think Evan was about to say something really stupid. Or predict something really stupid, either way. We were on the Raw Women's Championship. Yes, we were. We were in our Backlash stuff, and we were on the Raw Women's Championship, and I was typing who should win, and then my computer went kablooey. Yeah, and I said Asuka should win, I think, but WWE is stupid enough to think that they would get, that she, since she has enough heat, that they would have Nia Jax win. Why? Because they're stupid. Was she just gonna freaking potato her into submission? Also, they're already building Charlotte and Asuka. They're just already building past Nia Jax. There's no way Nia Jax wins. I may never watch Raw again if Nia Jax wins this match. I'm putting down Nia for your should as punishment. I'm not gonna I didn't try. say should. I said Asuka should win. Or, uh, Will, I'm sorry. I'm putting Nia Jax as your Will. Oscar will and should, and I may never watch Raw again if Nia wins. Um, Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. Wait, this is actually for the title? Yep. Why? Because. Ugh. Um, this is... Pretty obvious. Then again, I thought the last one was too. So, Evan, what do you think? I think Braun Strowman will and should win. Okay. However, I would not be surprised if Otis catches in and becomes champion just for a week. Oh, God. Not on Braun. Catch it on someone else. Wait, for a week? Who's going to yeah. lose to? Br- probably Braun Strowman. There's no more rematch clauses. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Somehow Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are going to be in that women's tag team match. Uh, that's true. Granted, you can make the argument that oh, there's there's the two rivalries going on right now. Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bliss Cross Bailey Banks was set to begin with. It just so happened that they did it on free TV, and they won. All right. Uh that one's not a rematch clause. That was preset, I think. Um. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Drew McIntyre will and should. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting McIntyre in the thing because I don't know how to spell McIntyre. Um, Just say Drew. <laughs> Drew. Not Drew, it's Drew. Uh, match number seven. Uh, one, will this be the greatest wrestling match ever? No. I was gonna. I was gonna say is that we know it's not gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever. Will and should it be the greatest match on the card? No. No, for all of those. I don't think it will. I think it should be the greatest one on the card because they're editing it. By the way, this card sucks. Yeah, it's a random backlash. I didn't like. I didn't even look at this. Good God. This card is bad. Like, this is really bad. (sighs) 
Um, yeah, like I'm dead. Know. I'm dead serious. This card sucks. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> this card sucks. But they've already taped the Edge Randy Orton match early, so they can edit it and like add stuff to it as they go on because they won't really want it to be the greatest match ever. So it should be the best match of the card based on editing. It okay. won't. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So Evan says yes, it should be. I said no, it won't, nor will it be. And who wins the quote unquote greatest wrestling match ever? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I've Randy Orton to win. Yeah, Why? Who the hell knows? <laughs> maybe oh Christian. Maybe Christian turns on Edge. I don't freaking know. And then he gets his one more match that he always been clamoring for? <laughs> yes. And then you have Christian uh, Edge and Randy Orton for a triple threat at next year's WrestleMania. Whippy. Um, or more like in SummerSlam. Winner gets into the Hall of Fame. Oh, wait, Edge is already in the Hall of Fame. Right <laughs> um, no, no, no. If Edge loses, he leaves the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> this I honestly don't know who will and should win this match. Because I figured this is going to be the end of it, and then we're not going to see Edge, Randy Orton for a couple months. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because this is how you get across the hot feud, is to have a match, then nothing happened for a month, and then have a match, and then nothing happened. You know, it's like Brock Lesnar, but without the significance of the title. I mean, at least the title's being defended, but still, it's like, I mean, you're doing this sporadic thing, and you're not even doing it with, like, like, prize fighters. Like, this is stupid. They're legends, at least. I don't know. I'm going to say, for well and shoulds, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just there. I mean, it's, it could be, it's supposed to be a good match, but, like... I'm putting down doesn't matter. For wins and losses, it doesn't really going to do anything. It's not really going to build anything up from that. I know I'm not supposed to clap on Mike, but that was funny. I know we've had don't care. I don't know what it was, but I legitimately put I don't give a crap. Oh, it was probably one of the Saudi Arabia events. It was probably gold. You know what? I bet it was. Hang on. I usually say, like, it doesn't matter because both of them are going to do good afterwards, whether they win or lose. This one, it doesn't matter because there's not really anything after this. As of right, as we stand right now, there's nothing really going to happen after this. Oh, let's see. Let me go. Let me go looking, <clears throat> like, to the shows, like we were in the Dog Extreme, Studio. Extreme Rules is next month. That didn't uh, have a pay-per-view predictions. I'm going and looking for the ones where we had pay-per-view predictions to see I if I think, can... I don't think we always wrote them down, though. Find... see No, <clears throat> no, but I've written them down in the slides, and I know for a fact that there's ones where I... There's at least one where I have physically written, I don't care. Oh, no, that one... That one we agreed... Some of these, we agree on all of them. Now, oh, come on. Where's one of the Saudi shows? Oh, I guess I could just go by the week. November sounds like a Saudi show month. 
Well, let's take a look. What was it? Crown Jewel? Oh, no, Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, one was Crown Sh- Well, that would have been in November, I think. November of? Uh, it, uh, um, let's see. I got 18 and 19. Because it would have been... Um, November 2nd, 2018 was a uh, crown jewel. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. The, so, there no was October allowed. 31st, 2019. So here we go. No marks allowed, 12. That's my phone. Oh, no. I don't have a not care here. The other one was October 31st, 2019. Yeah, that was our predictions for that one. I got there. Oh, uh, I know I've written it down. I'm just combing through random ones. I can't find. It. I'm not going to go through all 37 shows, but I know I've written them down. Um, but yeah, no, I. So we've had to don't care. Now we've got it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so as far as, like, the tally goes, um, for the wills, for our, like, official, like, predictions predictions, we disagree on the Apollo and Andrade match because I think it gets thrown out, you think Apollo wins, we both think Sasha and Bailey will, we both think Sheamus will, you, for some unholy reason, think Nia Jax will, I think Asuka will. Because I'm a pessimist, that's why. Or a realist. we both agree on Strowman. We both agree on Drew McIntyre. We both think that this won't be best match of the night. And you think it doesn't matter, and I think Randy Orton. For our shoulds, it's the same, It's except um, I say Apollo should just, like, out and out win instead of uh, the match getting thrown out. And I think the Iconic should win. You think Cross and Bliss ought to win. And then everything else is the same, except you said doesn't matter for Will and Shoots, which is hilarious, and I commend you for it. Um, I got a question for you. Does the Intercontinental Championship match is supposed to take place on Friday? Yep. Does that end up going to Backlash? No. You don't think they end up changing, moving it to Backlash like there's a no finish and they end up going to Backlash with it? No, there's seven matches on this damn card. They don't need any more. And remember, the last pay-per-view they did wasn't 70 hours, so why would Backlash be? Um, but if if Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles was moved to Backlash, that would be match of the night. Probably. Do you think Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles gets an hour? Uh, I doubt it. Damn. Just kind of say screw it and let him go 60 minutes? No, especially since this is a go-home episode for Backlash. Yeah, this was just a random SmackDown, maybe. But yeah, was- but it's the go-home for Backlash. Yeah. You know... It's just Backlash. <laughs> the sad thing is Backlash used to be one of the better pay-per-views. Because Backlash used to be right after WrestleMania, so uh, the majority of the matches were WrestleMania rematches. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's it's been it's been 
uh, devalue to basically a roadblock event. Bleh. Bleh. Take a look at the last backlash card. What? Oh, wait. There wasn't a backlash last year? I thought there was. Oh, because Wikipedia says there wasn't one. Oh, no, I know why. 18 was the brand split. Yeah, but Backlash was a... They switched between... Because... Uh, 16, 17... No, that's when the... 18 is when they put the put the put put them back together. As far as pay-per-views go. Because Backlash was SmackDown. For 2016-2017. Yeah, they cancelled it. Yeah. They canceled because of uh, Saudi. Because I think they canceled because they put since they put the pay per views together, they deleted some. Well, yeah, but they canceled because Crown Jewel was happening. Like, like Backlash was supposed to happen on the sixteenth of June, and Saudi was going to happen on the sixth, and they canceled it. But it happened in 2018. This was the last Backlash card. Yeah, this was actually the first Backlash that they put the brands back together, at least for pay-per-views. Right. Ruby Riot beating Bailey in a singles match. 20 minutes of Seth Rollins and The Miz for the IC title. Nia Jax defeating Alexa Bliss. Jeff Hardy beating Randy Orton for the US title. Daniel Bryan submitting Big Cass. Hell was that feud for? Carmella beat Charlotte Flair. I, you and I definitely watched this. Um, oh yeah, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura went to a draw in a no DQ match. I remember that. Yeah, because they both hit each other in the balls and <laughs> I was pissed. Uh, Strowman and Lashley defeated Owens and Zayn in tag match, and Reigns defeated Joe in a random singles match. That card isn't quite as bad as this. I mean, even if we did have Shinsuke kicking somebody in the newts. Oh, hey, by the way, 2017 was when Jinder Mahal became champion. Or at least was champion, because he beat Randy Orton here. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yeah, next is not so extreme rules. You know when, when the rules go extreme and they only have one extreme rules match the entire night or two, maybe. When when wrestling when WWE has an extreme amount of rules, more like. Oh, by the way, Takeover Boston is the next NXT Takeover, and we have till August for them to redeem mm-hmm. themselves. It'll be in the TD Gardens. Do you and think then, this is the last event they have at the Performance Center before they allow everybody to come back? Yeah, I bet. Um, or do you think, think Sh- Extreme Rules will be the last one? Schlummer Schlam is in Boston. No, I, I yeah. bet there's people... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me rethink about your question. Yes, I think that there will be fans back for um, Boston. So... I think... 
So yeah, so funerals allowed, would be. I last. think even if they're allowed to have fans back, I think they wait. I think they should wait to have like a big event. They'll be like twenty five percent capacity. Yeah. They won't have everybody, but they'll have some real paying fans. Yeah. Those will be expensive tickets. Hey, hey, by the way, they have a promotional poster for SummerSlam Boston out already. Do you know who's on this poster? Who? The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Becky. Yep. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Sasha. Mm-hmm. Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Bit of an odd poster. You can tell they printed this well ahead of time. Yep, they usually do. Alright, anyway, is that it for this show? I think so. Hopefully we have both parts. Because I'll yeah, be very sad. We should. Um, Alright, that's it for this edition of No Marks Allowed. Later on today, I will be recording... Uh, the Sports Fixins podcast. Go to Facebook. Look up the Sports Fixins. You can find us there. I think this is like episode thir- episode thirteen. Justin Minkley's back because the riots have calmed down, so that's cool. Um, I write for the Country Herald. Look up countryherald.com. Sports articles, most all of them are written by me. Um, those are the plugs. Evan, do you have any plugs? I do not. Do you have hair plugs? I do not. I need okay. a haircut, though. All right. Well, with the plugs out of the way, thank you for listening to this 37th episode of the No Marks Law podcast. I am Michael Dion for Evan Williamson. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Have a good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening and a good night. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>